Come on, God is good, Church City. Amen. I got a word today, Sister Sherry. Amen. And I got a I I, I struggled. Word. Mm -hmm. and you got a title, right? Mm -hmm. Let's let's hear because you came strong with Nehemiah. Yeah. Caleb. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Don't put no pressure on me. Come on. Hallelujah. Don't put no. You pressured to preach. Amen. Hallelujah. You come. You better come with it, Pastor. That's the type of generation we live in. Like you better preach something good today. You know, we live in a generation where that one was all right. <laughs> That's true. You, you, you was more anointed last week. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. At home, I need a lot of amens today. Amen. But I've been struggling with the title. I moved around, but I'm going to settle on this title today. Grave clothes. Oh, good. Amen. I got a little wooey there. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like grave clothes, woo, well, but do I really want to be excited for grave clothes? <laughs> I want to talk to you today. We're getting ready to get into the resurrection season. Right. This is my favorite time of the year because I get to talk about Jesus. Yes. I get to talk about the fact that whenever he shows up, everything changes. The Bible from Genesis to Revelation is not a book filled with many stories, one story yeah, yeah. pointing to a redeemer. Yes. Before the foundation of the world, God had already had a plan to give glory to his son, Jesus. And the whole Bible is about the redemptive power of Jesus Christ. I know that we live in a time where Jesus has just become something that is for positive thinking. Mm. But he's more than that. Hallelujah. He's become a way for you to figure out how to run your business. But I want you to know he is more than that. He's become a way in which, you know, uh, it's good moral philosophies. You live good, clean philosophies that come from him. And people try to fit him in all type of arenas. They try to make him a philosopher. Mm -hmm. Some people say, oh, let's put him with Socrates and, and the other Plato's and they play themselves by doing that because he is more than a philosopher. Some people say, well, he's one of the prophets. I want you to know that he is more than a prophet. He he is the reason prophets exist. Hallelujah. Because he's alpha and omega beginning. You can't tell what's going to happen if he didn't exist. For by him all things were made. And without him nothing was made that was made. He is the thing that holds it all together. There is no yesterday, today, or tomorrow if there is no Jesus. The scripture says he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He changes not because yesterday, today, and forevermore exists in Hallelujah. In him we live, move, and have our being. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I'm a preach to this table. Hallelujah. Come on, don't make my living room give me more energy than y'all do. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Some people try to make him a prophet, but he is more than a prophet. Some people now are trying to make him a political figure. Jesus was a capitalist. No, he was a socialist. No, he was a communist. No, he was a... He was the divine God. God man who was not he looked at Pilate in the face and he told him he said let me tell you something Pilate said do you know who I am that's how he said it too that's exactly (laughs) how he said Pilate looked at Jesus do you know who I am that's how he said it yeah look it look it up it's on TV (laughs) somebody gonna google it on Netflix let me see that's not the real Pilate on Netflix y'all he said do you know who I am that I have the power to let you go free yeah. and to do all these. Yes. Jesus ain't speak the whole trial until then. It's true. It's like Jesus was like, hold on, I ain't going to say nothing to Caiaphas, the high priest. I ain't going to say nothing to nobody but you, 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 you pushing it. <laughs> yes. As Pastor Elizabeth would say, you're pushing it. <laughs> he said, you know, do you know who you? Jesus looked at him and said, you can't do a thing mm-hmm. unless my father yeah. That's the type of God I serve that I could look at my situation that is threatening me and I could tell it, you can't do nothing. That was a word right there. Somebody, listen, whatever you are facing right now, 
tell your situation, you can't go and do anything that God won't allow. And if he allows the cross, that means he's going to bring a resurrection. Come on, somebody. And so they, they try to make him a political figure. He said, listen to me, my kingdom is not of this world. Hallelujah. How many of you know that the kingdom is set up in the hearts of men? Amen. How many of you serve another kingdom? Yes. Come on, yes. somebody. How many of you got a God who you pledge allegiance to? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, they try to make him all these things, but let me tell you, the reason he came wasn't to, to bring political change, wasn't to bring all, make no mistakes about it, all of those things have their place. Right. But the greatest problem man faced yeah. was sin. I don't care who you are. As long as a man is present, there will be problems. Because men, their hearts are fallen. And we needed a savior. God didn't just come to help you get a good business. He became because you needed transformation. Hallelujah. And if all he is is a philosopher or political figure, you've missed him. But for those whose hearts, now, 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 I don't have the proper eloquency, Stacy, to say this right, <laughs> but I'll say it how I grew up hearing it. Yes. I just know he's real because the things I used to do, right. I do them no more. Yes. Some people say, How do you know he's real? and they want all this explanation. Old school used to say, I don't know how to explain all of that. I don't know the deep mysteries and the scientific method to prove him. I just know that if you knew me before, exactly. yes. 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 I was quick to cuss somebody out. Yes. I was, I, oh, y'all ain't say nothing to me. I'd have punched somebody, hallelujah. Right. If they right. cut me off on the street, I was going to follow them for 12 blocks to make sure their heart felt the fear. Been there, done that. Did it last week. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Not last Come on. Yes. But when he touched me, all of a sudden, the anger that once was there, I'm forgiven now. Yes. 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 Uh, things that used to ruffle my feathers and make me angry, I ain't angry no more. Yes. Do I got to, you know, you know, you know, back in the days, I'd have, I'd have give you a run for your money for what you say. You know, when this woman come at me and argue with me, she don't want to, you know, be a nice wife. You know, <laughs> things I used to do make it sound like I was. I do them no more. I still do. Hallelujah. Pray for my marriage, y'all. Hallelujah. But I want to talk about Jesus. And I want to start with a story that leads into what we would call Palm Sunday before he enters into Jerusalem for his triumphant entry. And the story takes place and it starts, and I'm going to put my scripture up in a minute, and I've preached a little bit about this a couple weeks ago. The story begins and it starts off with there was a certain man who was dead named Lazarus. Y'all remember Lazarus? Hallelujah. Now there's two Lazarus in the Bible. One who died in the parable and went straight to Abraham's bosom. He was a parable Lazarus, but this Lazarus was a friend of Jesus. Jesus had friends. Hallelujah. He had places that he could go and just relax and kick it. And in this house, there were three people. There was no mention of a mother and a father in this house. We don't know what happened to them, if they were present or not. But it was Lazarus. And he had two sisters. Somebody say, pray for Lazarus. <laughs> hallelujah. If you got a lot of sisters, hallelujah. Come on. If you, no. Hallelujah. <laughs> All the ladies are mad in here. They like, what you trying to say, pastor? He had two sisters, Mary and Martha. Yes. Now, Mary, you would remember her. Because when we first met her, she, when the, Jesus came to the house... The Bible says that she sat at Jesus' feet. And Martha was cleaning, cooking, washing the dishes, running to key food. 
Where? Aldi. Gala. What's going on with these supermarkets nowadays? She was so busy. She was so busy, the Bible said, that her busyness, she, you, you know, sometimes you can get mad when people aren't like you. Hallelujah. Oh, that, that should have helped a lot of marriages right there. Because half of the marriage problems is I'm mad because you're not like me. You know, I, I'm the type of guy, I'd come home, I'd sit back, kick back, shoes off, TV on. The dishes ain't going nowhere. They there. <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody coming over. I didn't invite nobody over. I just want a chilly chill. Not Martha, not Sherry over here. It's true. Mm-hmm. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> Let me tell you, she would come home and start cleaning and I'd be mad. I'd be like, why she just don't chill for like two minutes? I'm mad because she's not like me. Yeah. <laughs> and the sister chose to sit at Jesus' feet because Jesus don't come to everybody's house every day. She said, listen, <laughs> he the bread of life. What bread can I give him anyway? <laughs> no, right, right. She's like, right, that's kind of true. <laughs> Mary sat there, and Martha was mad, mad, mad. And then she took the the anger out on Jesus. She went to Jesus and said, don't you see all the work I'm doing, and you can't touch these people, particularly her? (laughs) And Jesus said she's chosen a, a good thing. That you got to, in the busyness of life, learn to sit at Jesus' feet. But now the tables turn, and you're going to see that in a minute. So I preached that message a couple of weeks ago, and yes. the Bible says that Lazarus fell sick. And Jesus, Lazarus lived in Bethany. Bethany is close to Jerusalem. Now, you're going to see this in a couple of weeks why this is important. Because the book of John has, they call it seven signs. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the four Gospels. Three of them are synoptic, means they tell the same story from three point of views. John is different. John don't start with uh, the babe in the manger. He starts with, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word was made flesh. He went from the beginning, brought Jesus straight, grown into the picture, and said, let's start. He ain't played with all that other stuff. And he gives seven signs or miracles of Jesus. The very first one he records is Jesus at a wedding. The last one is Jesus at a funeral. Two major events in life. Think about that. In other words, a wedding is something that you start a family with. A funeral is something that is a tragic moment. What is he saying here? He's saying that he wants to be present in the beginning of the happy moments. But he also is there for you in the darkest of moments. And the truth is that, uh, 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 and we're going to get to, we're going to talk about this in a minute. We love Jesus when it's good. It's true. Yes. Wedding Jesus is what we know. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Stimulus check came and all. (laughs) Jesus was, y'all ain't going to say nothing. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Come on, give it up for Stimmy one time. Brother Stimmy done came to church. <laughs> Y'all ain't know Stimmy? <laughs> I mean, we know the provider Jesus. The G- when things are good in life, oh, God is good. Yes. But, but, but in this situation, the Bible says Lazarus fell ill and Jesus loved Lazarus. That's what the Bible is saying. And then the Bible says, but... Even though he knew this man was sick, he chose to stay where he was. Bethany is in another town. Jesus is in another town. The person he loves is sick. And my man said, 
I'm going to chill here for two days. Now, the truth of the matter is we love wedding Jesus, but tragedy Jesus. And I just want to peel back the mask a little bit because we've been wearing it for a year. Some of us longer. Hallelujah. The truth of the matter is we are good at PRing for Jesus, but there are moments in life when Jesus chooses to show up whenever he wants. And on this side of eternity, you're sitting at home saying, why wasn't he there for me then? Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You, you know, there are more people in here that could, that could relate if we were to be honest that there are moments in our life you felt like Jesus let me down. Oh, yeah, I look at you dead in your face. I know it ain't popular to say in church, but there are moments that occurs in every believer's life when you begin to say, hold on. You healed Jairus' daughter. You didn't heal the blind man. You didn't did all of this. You turned water into wine. I read about how good you are. But what's up? Why, when I am in my turmoil, you are in another place not showing up. There's no urgency to what you're doing. If we were to be honest, everybody at some time looks up up to heaven and say God where are you in my situation and Jesus chose to, he the word came Lazarus the one you love is sick and Jesus said oh yeah give me two days then two days later he turns to the disciples and he said hey guys let's go over there to Bethany they start to say, go there for what? They're trying to kill you over there close to Jerusalem. Are you crazy? Jesus gives this speech that people still trying to figure out this day. He said, listen, there's, there's daylight and night, night light. He ain't say it like that. <laughs> Jesus said it better. He said, those that walk in the day, they will see and they won't stumble. But those who walk at night, they will stumble. In other words, I, I just feel like Jesus is saying, how long y'all going to have light and still worry about who's going to touch me? Nobody's going to kill me. Uh, I came to lay my life down. And the Bible says after he said this, he said, we got to go because Lazarus is asleep. Well, somebody said, well, if he's asleep, we going all the way there to wake a man up? And Jesus realized they didn't get it, so he turned to them and said, no, he's dead. He's dead. But interjected in there is a scripture that says, and when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, this is what he said, Sister Sherry. He said, this sickness will not be unto death. But so that they will know who basically God is. That God will get glory. Now, now that's crazy because you know the story. He did. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. Same thing I told you last week. It don't matter what the situation is. Right. It matters what he says. Right. And so, even if he's dead, if Jesus said it's not going to be on to death, then you can take that to the bank that this man is going to have to live yeah. again. Yeah. Why? Because he said it. See, God don't speak what the situation is. He speak whatever his will is. Y'all yes, yes, ain't saying yes. nothing to me in this place. Imagine that. We know Lazarus is sick. He's dying. And Jesus said, it's not going to be on to death. He dead. Crazy. But it don't matter if he's dead. If Jesus said it's not on to death, yes. then he's going to live again. Y'all yes. yes. oh my gosh. Yes. Somebody in this building, I don't care what is happening in your life right now. All I care about is what God's word says about it. You might have a child that isn't serving the Lord now. And the enemy is telling you your child will never give their heart to the Lord and they're going to be lost in this. I came to tell you that if he said, I promise to save you and your household, I don't care where that child is. I don't care how long it takes. The prodigal son left his father's house and he went to a, the bottom of the bottom. And God says that when he came to his senses, he ran back to the father. 
Father. If God says he's going to save your family, he will. If God says he's going to turn something around, if God says he's going to, y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. If God says I will restore, if God says I'll open a door that no man can close, if God says that I'll make you the head and not the tail, you could feel like the tail, the tip end of the tail. You, oh, y'all don't hear you being wagged like a tail. Don't you align yourself with the tail. Right. Align yourself with the word. Yes. And the disciples, them are looking at him and saying, he's asleep. Then when he said he's dead, they said, why are we wasting our time to go with a dead man if he's dead? You are only feeling like that because you're not aligning yourself with what he is saying. I choose to align myself with the word of God. I choose to believe the report of God. I choose to believe that whatever God says is true. I choose to believe that if he says he's the prince of peace, nothing ain't going to take my peace. Y'all ain't hearing me. Hallelujah. I I believe that if he says, cast all your cares on me for he cares for me and be anxious for nothing, fear not. For God has not given me a spirit of fear. And let me tell you, this is is easier said than done. Aligning yourself calls for work. There are times the enemy throws anxiety on me. Yesterday I was driving in the car and I was worried about something. I turned to my wife and I said, you know what? This is, this, this here is a generational thing. Because every time I get a word, I jump into anxiety mode and I don't sleep. And, and, and I said, you know what? That's what the Bible is talking about. Of course, there is fear that every human experience. If you walked and you're about to jump off a plane and you go, uh, 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 what is it? I was about to say bungee jump. You don't bungee jump on a plane. That car going to flip. Hallelujah. You, you go skydiving. There is natural fear that will grip your heart. If you're about to do something crazy, there's natural fear. That fear is to, to, to warn you. But the Bible doesn't say fear. It says the spirit of it. What is the difference, Pastor Rich? There's, there, there, is, there is natural concern that takes you. But when that concern dominates the mind when all you do is regurgitate it now you're not eating food because you're worried about it now you're not sleeping now every decision you make is consumed and controlled by that that is a spirit of fear and I choose to believe the word of God that says I have not given you that so I'm not y'all understand what I'm saying I'm not going to align with anything that is in his word. And God says this won't be on to death while he's dead. God don't speak according to the circumstance. He speaks according to who he is. He said, this is not on to death. He said, come, fellas, let's go. They said, he said, the man dead. Let's go. And the Bible says that they begun to travel and go there. When they got there. And they heard he was coming. Mary, the one at his feet, the Bible says she was in the house. But Martha, the busy one, she was the one that ran out to meet him. See how the tables turned? And when she ran out to meet him, she's there and she's saying, now this is a funeral, y'all. This is their brother. The Bible doesn't tell us what happened to their mother. But she's got a big sister type of complex. She's taking care of the family. She's got Mary, the other sister, and then she's got Lazarus. And Lazarus is dead now. And they're weeping and crying. I don't know if you've ever lost something in your life. I lost my father. I watched him die. I was a teenager when my sister came into the room and said, dad is on the ground. And I rushed into the other room and I watched my older brother struggle with a phone. My mother is losing her mind. She's crying. And my brother's struggling with a phone with a paramedic trying to learn CPR in that moment. Saying, I... I, I don't even remember what was said. I know I stood there and I watched him die. And I remember the the paramedics came and they hoisted his body and they took him out. 
there was a sense of relief because I didn't know if he was dead or, or not as yet. So in my mind, I said, the ambulance is here. They're going to fix him. They're going to do what they got to do. And he's going to live. He's going to live. He's going to live. We rushed to the, the hospital. When we got into the hospital, they rushed us into the room where he was. And when we walked into the room, my father was laid out. And I touched his toes. There was no life there. There was no movement. I began to say, God. And I began to cry out. My father died. We buried him. His funeral service was right here the day before he, the, the day when we took him to the cemetery. I was sitting right over there. There were hundreds of people that shook my hands that weekend. I don't remember one of them. I don't remember the words that were said. Last year, this time, I was on the phone every day. I was trying to pastor a church, but I was on the phone every time we got off this broadcast. I'd be on the phone, and I'd be fighting for my cousin's life. And I'd watch God bring other people out to the hospital. And I watched my cousin go worse. And he died. They lost their brother. This is their brother they grew up with. This is the brother they played in Bethany with. They hung out with him. That's big brother Lazarus. You know when people came to try to flirt with Mary because Mary never wanted to do work. <laughs> It was Lazarus, big brother Lazarus. They kept their family together. And then they became friends with a man named Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. You know Jesus. Jesus, everybody's talking about. He's the talk of the town. Some say he's Elijah. Some say he's a prophet. Some say, but I think Mary, our friend who actually like us, the Messiah, the person that we've been dreaming of that would show up to be a redeemer, has chosen to be our friend, Jesus, Jesus. And then one day Lazarus is sick and he's feeling pains. Martha says, lie down, Lazarus. Lie down, lie down. And he said, send for Jesus. Somebody call for Jesus. Lazarus' condition is growing worse. And they send the message for Jesus. And the messenger went to Jesus and said, Jesus, Lazarus is sick. And Jesus says, tell him I'll be there. And hangs around. They come back and they said, we told him. And Lazarus is dead. And when he's dead, then somebody comes and knocks and says, Jesus is coming. Oh, Mary's probably at home saying, what good is calling on Jesus when everything is already broken? Have you ever been there? Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me in this place. But I came to talk to somebody who's been broken. You got two options. Mary said, I'm going to meet him, but not right now. I'm going to talk to him later. Martha, on the other hand, said, Jesus? Maybe. Just. Just maybe. Just maybe. I'm in the right place for a miracle today. Oh, is there anybody in this house that need a miracle? Come on. Hallelujah. Maybe there's something that was out of your control that was broken so bad. And you have no idea how to fix it. 
I came to tell you Jesus is on the way. And just maybe. She ran out. The Bible says she fell. And she said, Jesus, if you were here, he wouldn't have died. If you were here, he wouldn't have died. But then she shows something different. This is what, because Mary says the same thing, but she doesn't say this part. She said, but even now I know that when you pray, Heaven hears you. Yes, 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 yes. And I know whatever you ask, yes. for some reason, Hallelujah. it happens. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection. Yes, 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 yes. Listen, I'm going to move around on this stage. So if y'all need a cameraman to help y'all out, y'all figure that out real quick. I'm going to move around and I'm probably going to need a mic. Because I feel a preaching coming on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And, 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 and she said, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he told her, he basically said, this man going to live again. And she said, yeah, yeah, I, I know, Jesus. When, when, the, when, when it's all said and done and it's all over, I, I know you can do that. No, no, no. He said, no, no, no. I'm trying to tell you, he's going to live again. And Martha, the Bible just concludes there, and now we go to my scripture. And the Bible goes to where they tell Mary, Jesus is looking for you. Throw my scripture up. I'm getting ready to close. Hallelujah. Y'all blessed? Amen. When Mary arrived, because they came to the house. This what, so let me tell you what happened. They came to the house and they said, Mary... Martha was the one that came and said, he's looking for you. There was a time when she was looking for him. But when tragedy hit, she wasn't looking for him no more. But here's the beauty about Jesus. That when we failed to look for him, it was never our grace that saved us. It was him who came after us. You know that old Sunday school song, Ain't Never Lie? I love Jesus because he first yes. loved me. You see that part right there? Because I've, I've left him, I've turned my back on him, but when I turn back around, he's always there. How many of you have ever failed God? Yes. But God has never failed you. Yes. And let me tell you something. Sometimes God might delay something, but don't ever confuse God's delaying with God's decision. If God delays something, that you don't make the decision for him. God has made the right decision. Hallelujah. And don't you ever confuse God's handouts with God's heart. Because when you seek God's handouts, when he chooses not to give a handout at a particular time, because there's times he healed, there's times he let it die. And if he doesn't do according to your will, and you only know God from his handouts, when he doesn't hand out, you're going to start to judge his heart, his character. Don't ever judge his hand, his heart by his handouts. And they could have simply said, he didn't come to heal my brother, something wrong with Jesus. You ain't ready to be a Christian. Let me tell you about being a Christian. I trust him no matter what the outcome is. I don't trust my decisions. I trust him. If he allows it, he knows why. And you better believe for this reason. Whenever you read the Bible, theologically, whenever he did something, he would tell them, shh. Don't say nothing. Right. Don't tell them who healed you. But you know people couldn't contain yeah, themselves. Yeah. He told the man, pick up your bed and walk. Mm-hmm. He said, don't tell them. The Bible says the first thing the man did, yes. the man named Jesus told me to pick my bed up and walk. And I'm yes. walking. I got a bed on my back that I used to lie on. Now I'm a back. <laughs> right. He healed the, the, the lepers. He said, go show yourself to preach. Don't tell nobody. They told everybody knew to tell the man. Everywhere Jesus went, he healed people. They, they couldn't help. And he always kept the low profile. This one? Yeah. This miracle? Mm. When he said, it's not on to death. 
it's on to the glory of God. He meant it. Because this miracle was the turning point in yes, all of Jerusalem. Yes, yes. There were the Pharisees. Right. There were the sad, you see, <laughs> who kept arguing over if he's the Messiah, we right. must kill him. We must do this. Yeah. And finally, Jesus said, I'm going to do a public miracle. Right. I'm going to wait till the man is dead. Mm. Not just dead, but dead, dead. Yes. Not dead, dead. He dead, dead, dead. <laughs> Pardon me. Let me go to my Caribbean roots to explain this. Woo. The man dead, dead, dead. Dead, dead, dead. The, he dead. He dead. You know, like, you know, from the Caribbean, it's like there's a man dead. You get right, it? He dead. But right. like, we want to explain to you like he He dead, dead. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. He, yeah. he dead, dead. He dead, dead. Now, now y'all laughing, but he did it on purpose because there was a theology that says that the spirit of a person hangs around yeah. three days. So he waited four to make sure y'all know he dead, dead. He dead, dead. Spirit then left and went to Hilton Inn in, in the sky. He dead dead. Y'all see this? And they came and they said, Mary, he looking for you. And I'm so grateful to God that when I wasn't searching for him, he was searching for me. She came. And when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet. I don't know. I don't know how she meant this. Because she doesn't go on to say like the other sister that I know that when you she just says this, Lord, if only you had been here. That's a little different. Yeah. That's, that's a little different. If only you had. It, it sounds a little bit like, I needed you to be here. If only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When she should have said, because you're here, my brother going to live. You see that? And so go on, go on, go on. We're going to run through this. We're going to run through this. Hallelujah. When Jesus saw her weeping, and as she's weeping, just like when I was just weeping and you didn't even help me, you started crying, got us up here looking like an Oprah episode. <laughs> she's holding on to his feet and saying, If you had only been here, he would not have died. She's crying. She's pouring her tears out. Her tears are flowing. And the people around start crying. And everybody's crying. And they're weeping and crying because Lazarus. Remember Lazarus? Same brother they grew up with. He's dead. Oh, we know he's dead. We had the funeral for him. And people came from everywhere. They came and they said how much he impacted their life. People gave speech. Some people stood up and said, I remember when Lazarus was 12 years old. And they told stories. And everybody came. But you know who didn't show up to his funeral? We saw people from everywhere, Jesus. And we told you he was sick. I told you I was having a problem. And then he died. And I thought you'd at least show up for the funeral. And every guest was here. And you weren't here. If only you had been here. You wouldn't have died. And everybody's weeping. And put the next scripture up. Go back. And when Jesus saw her weeping. And saw the other people wailing with her. A deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled. You know what that translates to in your common day Bible? 
Jesus wept. And as they are crying, Jesus begins to cry. Why is he crying? Why is Jesus? Now, if Jesus is crying, you know why? Because I said this a couple weeks ago, Sister Sherry. Everybody showed up to the funeral except Jesus. Because Jesus, when he shows up to the funeral, he messed the whole thing up. You can't invite Jesus to a funeral because he don't deal with dead. He's not a God of the dead. If he sh- oh, God. Yes. The Bible says that the day he died, the graveyard busted right. open. Y- y'all ain't understand yes. Like, Jesus is dying in the grave. People coming out <laughs> on some walk in there. Like, I'm back, bro. What's good, cuz? You, can you imagine that day when Jesus rose? When Je- the Bible says that when Jesus, Jesus that, that Easter weekend, people was walking up out of their grave. People was coming home. People were like, hold on, bro. <laughs> bro. People was on some, hold on, bro, hold on. You know, you know how we do. People start running. People like, yes. <laughs> like, cuz. Yes. Kind of dirty, bro. I got dirt on me. <laughs> the Bible says he wept. Yes. And when Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing, he, he, he begun to weep too. Go, go on, go on, go on. 34. And then he asked this question. Jesus cries. And he says, now I want y'all to get that. Mm-hmm. Why is he crying? Is this a cry? And this is what I've always asked myself. From time to time, I would put it up on social media because I know it's going to generate a million comments. Why did Jesus cry? If he's sovereign, why is he crying? If he already said this is not unto death, why are you crying? Is he crying because he's missing Lazarus? I feel the next statement tells you a little bit about why he's probably crying. He said, where y'all put him? In other words, it looked like Jesus is crying because they don't know who he is. He's not weeping because this man's dead. He's weeping because the answer is right there. And instead of you crying out to him, you crying. And he said, where have you put him now? If God is ever going to heal you, you got to show him where the dead thing is. Show him where the abuse is. Show them where they hurt you. Show them where the bitterness is. You can't ever get surgery and go into the table fully dressed. You got to expose where the wound is. And if you ever want to get healed in life, there is going to be a level of honesty that must come from you. You know, especially men. Men, oh, I'm not bitter. I'm a man. Man don't get bitter. That's a woman emotion. Oh, no. Men get bitter and jealous. <laughs> right. I'm a man. I've never been abused. Oh, no. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. There's men that get abused just like women. Hallelujah. People take advantage of them, whether it's mentally or without being graphic because we online. Hallelujah. It's the same thing. Women, whatever it is, you have to be honest. You can only heal when you show God where the dead thing is. And for many of us, we will never grow in life if all we do is have a defense up and never want anybody to see where the hurt is. And we like, sometimes it gets to the point where you're like an angry dog. Soon as people come close to that area, don't tell me what to do. I don't want to hang around. They always want, who, who do you think you are? These people. That's why I, just, you know, that's why I keep a closed circle because people always want to tell you how to live. Something else going on with you. I don't talk to people. Mm. You only choose people who are like, just like you. Mm. You don't never want to be around the house of God. They too happy. They always want to worship do what you are for me. Hey, I'm healed. <laughs> Come around church people. You know, they're too happy. Yes. They want to be joyous. They all apologize. Oh, I'm so sorry I hurt you. Oh, this ain't Christ-like. I, I did that to you. God forgive me. They repenting and all that. Mm-hmm. Repent. You hardened. Go home. You know, your marriage will be destroyed if you don't heal yourself. Your friendships will be destroyed. Your business will be destroyed. You will not enjoy life if you keep hiding where he's laying. 
God wants to heal what you are hiding. God wants to heal what you're hiding. And do you know how you reveal it to him? Go to him in prayer, in worship. Here it is, God. I'm broken. I'm hurting. And the Bible says Mary dropped to his feet in tears and said, if you were here. And Jesus said, all right, if you want me to heal it, where is it? Where did you put him? Put the scripture up. And they said, they took him. Where have you put him? He asked. They told him, Lord, come and see. Those are powerful words. Lord, come. And see, and the Bible says this, look, then Jesus, what? He wept. Go on, go on. And the people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved them. You see what they're thinking? They're thinking, oh, he's hurt. He's sad. He's hurting. He's crying. He's Jesus said, show me him. And look, the Bible says, go on. But some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Go on. And Jesus was still angry. Jesus, tight. Yes. They crying. <laughs> Lazarus gone. He crying on something. He got that angry cry. Y'all remember that movie Victory? No, Glory? You remember with that? Y'all remember Glory? Y'all remember Glory when the guy was going to whip Denzel? Denzel was like. (laughs) And the tears flowing. That wasn't no cry of. That was a cry of. Boy, I ought. (laughs) If the tables was turned right right now. They crying, and Jesus is on some. Look, Jesus is still angry, and as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. See, Jesus knows about stones covering caves. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, whenever you read there's a stone covering a cave, and Jesus runs into it, it's going to get moved. (laughs) He's a stone roller. Look at this. Look, look. Roll the stone aside. Jesus told them, there's going to come a time when he ain't going to ask nobody to do that. Right. Hallelujah. <laughs> but Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he's been dead four days. The smell will be terrible. I said, roll the stone aside. Who am I talking to in yes, this place today? Yes. God says, bring it to me and move the stone. Right. Let all of this stink out. Yes, yes. Let the terrible smell go out. Because you know what? When he does come back alive, mm. that smell. Yes. Look, look, look. He said, roll the stone aside, Jesus told him. But Martha, the dead man, says, he's dead four days. The smell will be terrible. Go on. And Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory If you believe, if you believe, if you believe, if you in this house, 2020 was a crazy year. Uh, We got hit with a pandemic. Uh, Stuff was revealed in your life that you didn't know. Some of us lost loved ones. Some of us went through some horrible difficulties. But you will see God's glory if you believe. But it stinks, God. It's rotten. Everything is just uh, if you. But it didn't go according to plan. If you believe, you will see God's glory. And look, go on, go on, go on. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you you're going to see it if you believe? Go on, go on. And so they rolled the stone aside, and then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. Go on. You always hear me. (laughs) But I said it out loud. Oh, y'all don't understand what I'm saying. He said, I'm going to say it out loud this one time. What are you talking about? Because whenever you read in the Bible that Jesus went to pray, the Bible says that when he went to pray, he would go off in a quiet place. He would go off in the hillside. We don't, we're not privy to these prayers. I wish I could hear those right. prayers. One time we had that encounter when he was going to the cross. He said, not my will, but thy will be done. But other than that, we don't hear Jesus' prayers. 
He would just go away, come back, feed 5,000. Come on, somebody. That's the God we serve. He would just, he would step out, come back, and then come walking on water. That's the God we serve. He would step out, come back. He would walk, and woman with the issue of blood would touch him, and I felt virtue flow out of me. She took all the prayers I just prayed. That's who he was. And so we never prayed. But this time he stood in front of Lazarus' tomb, and he said, Father, you know how we do. You always hear me. But this time I'm praying out loud for the sake of all these people crying. Right? He said, so that they will believe you sent me. And look, look what, look what he does. He goes on. Go. Hallelujah. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And guess what happened? Boy. They probably, at this point, come on, y'all. Come on yes. now. You know that whole scene was bugged. Yes. People crying. Right. They rolling the stone. Right. Mary's like, this isn't, because you got, they're rolling the stone. Everybody's there. The whole public is watching this stuff. And, and they're rolling the stone. She's saying this is going to stink. Don't do this. Don't embarrass us. Don't do this. And Jesus said, listen, sometimes when you serve Jesus, let me tell you something. You can't worry about the public. You can't worry about how embarrassing it might be to stand up for Jesus. The blessing is going to come when you stand up. At that point, they could have gave up. They could have said, you know what, Jesus, you're doing too much. You're embarrassing me right now. People are watching right now. Have you ever been there? Like he wasn't popular on the job, and so you never spoke up about him when you know what they needed. I remember in college that happened to me. I know I'm preaching long today, but I ain't been back to church in a year. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. Let me tell you all something. Let me tell you, that happened to me in college. I used to walk around in the college. I am from the, the, the Christian club and y'all need to join the Christian club and the Christian club and the Christian club and one day while I was sitting in the lunchroom in, in, in the college atrium a, 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 a lady passed out and was having a seizure on the ground and I was there I'm like oh snap what's happening to her you know and a brother looked at me and while everybody's trying to help her call and everything he turned to me and he said this to me he said so you're not going to pray all this Jesus, and when tragedy hit, you don't even say, let's pray. He wasn't saved. He smoked a lot of stuff. But people are watching. And in the middle of that moment, I knew that if I prayed, God could heal that woman. But instead of doing that, because the public is around, no, you don't want to. You don't want to. And oftentimes when the public opinion changes, we change with the public opinion. But I came to tell every devil in hell, I don't care what the public opinion is. God is who he says he is. And I don't care how much people say don't talk about Jesus. I can't help it. If he said move the stone, I'm moving the stone. And somebody decided to say, Martha, if you believe, hallelujah, that he is able, move this stone. And Martha probably said, you know what? He said, if I believe. Now the moving of the stone is an indication that Martha said, I believe. Hallelujah. And they moved the stone. And he said, Lazarus. And the people were probably, you could tell some of them had their popcorn ready. Come forth. But when Jesus talk, it don't matter what's in the cave. Jesus could look at a dead place and say, bring life. And they will probably. And nothing happens. You see, the problem was the way they buried a man. No, 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 y'all don't understand. He's trying to live, but the thing that's holding him back is the grave. God is calling him to life, but the thing that's holding him from coming to life 
is the grave clothes. What is the grave clothes? The thing that symbolizes the dead place. Oh, I'm almost done. See if y'all, if y'all, if y'all, see y'all, 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 no, 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 y'all, y'all not worthy. <laughs> oh, y'all don't understand. And he said, come to life in a dead place. And, 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 and I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But there's oftentimes God scares me of how fast he's moving in my life. He's bringing more life than I can live. He's bringing more joy than I can smile. He's bringing more peace. You see, when you're a believer, it's not always the struggle. Hallelujah. In the midst of the struggle, he's bringing life. Somebody went through, you know, you know, everybody, it is popular to say 2020 was bad. But you know, as I'm talking to people, Sister Sherry, yes, 2020 was bad for some people. But you know what I'm convinced? stuff there are more people saying you know when I look back now hallelujah oh am I talking to in this place and let me tell you if you in this place and you know God has been good to you in 2020 if you know you got a breakthrough in 2020 how dare you in the house of the Lord sit and be quiet I'm gonna shout as loud as he has blessed me if God bless somebody in 2020 then you ought to open up your mouth in this place if God reverse things if God and listen if I'm telling you even if it, 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 it it's not all you want it to be he is calling life from the dead place he's calling more life than you can actually live what's holding you back is grave clothes the thoughts you regurgitate the old place hallelujah God is trying to tell you come forth but you tied up with the old mentality but when Jesus speaks I came to tell what Whatever is holding you and bounding you up that you can't hold. Depression gotta go. Suicide gotta go. Who am I talking to in this place? Low self-esteem gotta go. The lies the enemy said gotta go. In the name of Jesus. And Lazarus is in there. He said, come forth. And you know how we do. Because we were there. What's going on with me, boy? There was a trini over in the corner. Boy, I don't know. This man taking long to come out the corner. There was a guy in his. Bye. This was shooting this guy, Nani. This is my yo star. There was, a, there was a Puerto Rican there. I don't know Spanish. But there was a Puerto Rican there. Who else was there? Who? Because we it's America. You gotta be politically correct. We gotta make sure everybody there. Steve. Steve. <laughs> I walked, brother Steve, if you're watching, love you. <laughs> I walked into that one. Don't set me up. And they all talking, what's what's happening? And all they heard was. <laughs> somebody make some noise because whatever is binding you up if you can't walk hop hop to the altar I don't know if he was hopping or worming his I don't know how <laughs> I don't know the Bible don't say all I know is that my man said I ain't staying in no grave I ain't letting y'all in here Make up your mind today that your past is not going to hold you back anymore. I am going to live life more abundantly. Who am I talking to in this place? And the Bible said. And the Trinity says, who is, who is the boy? And the guy, and he said, bye, I see it all now. I got to tell me for out of this one. And the Puerto Rican said, because I don't know. But he was there. I want you to pay attention. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in what? Y'all thought I was making all that up. Was bounded with what? Ali face. But it ain't stopping him from obeying God. 
when you want a miracle this is the extent you gotta go to wrapped up tied up bound up but i'm coming god i hear your voice and i'm coming i'm coming god and then here's the message to the church this is where you and i come in this is the job of the church that when god calls them it's our job to unwrap and let him go jesus didn't unwrap Jesus said, I bring them to life. You unwrap. You preach. You teach them the word. You get the grave clothes on. And when the grave clothes is gone, look, y'all thought I was joking that he's hopping and worming. Let him go. If you in this building and you watching online, I say to every demonic activity, let that man or that woman go. I say to every depressed place, come on, we praying now. Come on, pray with me. I'm done. Pray with me. Pray with me. Pray with me. I say to every depressed place, let them go. God bless you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for watching once again. We pray blessings on you and your family. And we're doing a tremendous work here in New York City. We believe the Lord has called us here. It cost us. We are grateful for everyone that sows into our ministry. And if you're watching and you feel led to sow, you can go to churchcityusa.com. You can sow into our ministry. Hey, listen, every bit help. It doesn't matter how big or small. We bless God for you. And uh, we love you. And we want to continue to do the work of the ministry. Thank you. This is your boy, and I'm out.